Hey, what up? This is Aaron Sands, and this is King Talk. Let's get smarter. What's up, world? This is the Chief Mally Mal, long live the Chief, and you're tuned in to King Talk with Mr. Aaron Sands. Don't go nowhere, baby. King Talk, King Talk, yeah, that's me. What up, everybody? It's your man, King Talk Sands, and we are back at it with another one. You already know what it is. Usually I say when it's Friday, it is King Talk, but nope, we're doing it for Memorial Day. Hopefully everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend, got a lot of rest, ate at everybody's barbecue, drank up, smoked up, had a pretty great long weekend. But as I always say, when there's time to chill, there's time to work. And we are working right back at it with another special Road to Season 3 episode of King Talk with Aaron Sands. And today, we definitely going to talk about a lot of different issues across the board. Um, first things first, we're talking about you know the recent shootings that's been going on in the country from Buffalo to Texas. Also, we um, bringing back a popular segment in our um, during the specials called Social Moments, where we take a clip or a post from our, um, our social media sites and we discuss it and we get our thoughts and reactions based on those posts. And finally, we're going to end with some King Talk thoughts about podcasters in the space working together and trying to become one and not beefing all the time. But... First things first, I want to get some announcements out the way. You guys take this for the end of the show, but I'm going to get this out the way now at the top. You already know what it is. If you're in the New York City area, you trying to turn up with the with your girls or the bros trying to turn up and pop bottles, check out Taj Best Saturday Party. That's at 48th West 21st Street between 5th and 6th. State premiere at the door. You already know what it is. We out here every Saturday. No vaccinations needed. Come through, pop bottles, take shots with your man Sands. You already know what it is. Also, check out all of the other platforms, all of the other um, podcasts that is connected with King Talk. We're talking about Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, conversation about music, the old school show, of course, the Premier Boys Podcast. Also, we got The Bridge coming up, and we got Conversation with a Star with Roddy Rod coming up. The Bridge um, coming up all soon, you know. so be on the lookout for that. Speaking of the bridge, I just happen to have one of my favorite guests for King Talk to pull up through so far. He's been pretty much working doubles between the old school show, the previous King Talk special. He probably pulled up to Open Mic by You. He probably pulled up on one of Ken's older episodes. This man just been out here nonstop working. And right now, I want to bring him into the fold as we talk about all of these topics that's going on in America right now. We talking with Long Little Chief, the Tribal Chief, Mally Mal. You are up. Let's get it. Yo, yo, yo. First of all, phenomenal intro. Thank you, man. Second of all, <clears throat> what's up, world? We back on King's Talk. This is one of my favorite places to be all the time because the talk is always going to be straight real. Like we're not giving, we're not getting no 
no sugarcoating. We're not going ODPC. That's why we're going to ask for your support in this mission. But you always get real straight talk when you talk to a king. And that's why I'm always, always going to do my best to be available when it's time for this king talk to go down. So Sans, you already know, got my deepest appreciation for even allowing me on this show. I'm ready to go. Long live the chief. The bridge is coming soon. Give us three weeks. Woo! Uh oh, here, baby. breaking that. Three weeks, oh, it's 15. That. That, that, was, that was the date. We're going to stick to that date. Even though y'all know I'm always late, but we're going to stick to that date. Let's go. Okay. We heard, we heard it here first. King Talk. Bridge coming up June 15th. You already know the vibes. Check us on all streaming platforms. We about to kill the charts yet again. Another chart killer. But before, bang, we, bang, bang. before we get into the bridge, we're going to get into the main topic. The main topic right now, even though, yes, we are celebrating Memorial Day, celebrating the truth. Free, um, Fleet Week is on the pop here in the city. But I also want to send, um, I think this weekend is also another dedication. And honestly, I want to dedicate um, not only this um this memorial day but this episode to everybody we lost for um from gun violence with these mass shootings um whether it be in buffalo la tennessee or just in texas with them kids um i want to get i want to dedicate this episode in particular to them you know what i'm saying um there's a quote that i came across as i was doing my notes for this particular episode and um it's actually from the Bible. I rarely ever, ever quote the Bible, especially on pod, but this one stuck out to me. Um, and it said, it's coming from Matthew 16, 26. Um, Jesus asked, what does it mean to gain the whole world, but lose your soul? Mm. Right? Now, mm. you're probably wondering, Ron, what does this got to do with the school shootings? I'm glad you asked. So before we get into the quote, we're going to get into what happened between um, Buffalo and and um, in Ovalde, Texas. So basically, two weeks ago, the government walked into Buffalo, New York, and the uh, New York supermarket, Buffalo being like about a good three or four hours from where I shoot, King Talk with Aaron Sands, um, he walked into a neighboring supermarket and killed 10 people, oh. you know, um, it was all like for the most part, all the people that was killed in the um, in the shooting was of African American descent. Um, so it was definitely viewed as like a race related shooting, you know. Um, fast forward two weeks later. Um, fast forward two weeks later, we have you know we have the Valdi shooting out in Texas, where. Actually, clear before he went to shoot, um, went to the school, shot up the, shot up the school. Um, he actually shot his grandmother in the face. Wow, you know, a lot of people didn't know that, but he shot his grandmother in the face, and apparently, due to those injuries, she may never speak again. You know, which is really unfortunate. Um, then after that, went to the local, um went to the school and then shot 19 students and um and wounded like 17 other people at Rob Elementary School. Um eventually the police was able to get in and then you know after an hour for some reason apparently it was an hour after he was in the school and you know 
doing his stuff, doing what he was doing. An hour later, the police actually came in and then handled and eventually deleted the shooter. So, um, looking at this, have having everything go down, and I'm looking at um, looking at how this is played out, especially with this with the shootings and kids that that we lost and, and these shootings that's been going on i want to pivot to you Alvin. what was your initial thoughts when it comes down to these shootings um my initial thoughts shocked me because i i count myself i don't count myself as you know a hardcore type of dude i'm not you're a big gangster. I'm not your big thug. I love people. I want to help people. I believe my mission on this earth is to serve people in some way, shape, form, or capacity. But when I heard about the shootings, my brain said again. And that's why it shocked me because it was less uproar. It was less acrimony. It was more just like almost, I'm almost getting to a point where I'm apathetic towards it. You understand? And that was that was my first natu- that was my first thought. My second thought was like, nah, we really need to see what's going on. But I realized my first thought was that thought just because the conversations that that are going to happen after this, they're going to be the same conversations. You understand? Yeah. Oh, we should do more gun laws. No, we shouldn't do more gun laws. Yeah, we should do more gun laws. No, we shouldn't do more gun laws. Nothing happens. More people get shot in schools. More people get shot in malls. More people get shot any place that public people gather for almost no reason other than the fact that a gun was put in the hands of somebody who's a fucking... Somebody who's deranged, right? And then it got me thinking, well, what's, you know, what's my actual perspective on it? I mean, I'm a single man. I don't have kids of my own, but I have literally 13 nieces and nephews. You understand? So, like, it matters to me. 13 nieces and nephews, a few spiritual ones, all of this thing. So, it matters to me what happens in these situations. And the problem is, and my brain is just like, oh, it just keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Well, maybe it won't happen here. Now it's happening in New York. You know, well, maybe it won't happen in Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn got its own problems. It's like, we're... What are we looking for now? Like, what can we do to 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 make this not a problem? Can we actually try some stuff that's being tried in other countries where this is not a problem? Can we do that? And, and, and see, this is, where, this is where it comes into, you know... The politicians for this for me, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you're right, absolutely right. We hear the same things. We hear, hey, this needs to be stopped. Hey, something needs to be done with this. Hey, kids are dying. You see Columbine. You see Sandy Hook. I felt like the problem with with this country in particular, which makes us different from the Swedens, the Chinas, the the um what what the Norways of the world, where they're, where gun violence isn't even a big is isn't even as big as it is here. You know, um, they have different systems in place to not only, you know, circumvent that, but to also rehabilitate the people that's doing it in question. You know what I'm saying? Your jail, the jails are more helpful to, like, you know, people are committing crimes. 
things of that nature. Um, yeah, so when you see when you see the politicians keep talking about, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, da da da. And when I'm looking at the numbers, you look at the numbers for for gun violence in the country is it, looking pretty crazy. Um, between now and mass shooting, we're we're halfway in the year. Right? We're June first is pretty much on Wednesday, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're halfway through the year, and we already had over two, almost we had 229 mass shootings according to gunviolencearchive.org. 229 mass shootings, um, 149 children killed between the ages of eight and eleven. That number damn near goes up times five with the number of teens killed by guns at 525 between the ages of 12 to 17. Now, guys, like, politicians keep telling us, like, hey, we got to stop gun violence. But then when something goes down where they can't stop gun violence, everybody want to point the finger. For me, personally, at this point, when you, when, we're, when it seems like it's okay for kids to just get shot at schools, when it's okay for a nine-year-old to sit there and cover blood off a falling kid off her on her onto her face and then having to play dead for a kid for sh- so that way she don't get shot you know what i'm saying so that way she don't be another casualty you know so for us to then in in capitol hill to be like oh well we can't get it done because of this group or we can't get it done because of that group at that point i'm like yo everybody in capitol hill just needs to go everybody boy Say that again. Everybody in Capitol Hill needs to go on both sides. If this is some shit y'all can't get right, I could understand about like, you know, budgeting and things of that nature. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy to have a budget, to pull a budget together when you got two sides wanting different things. You know what I'm saying? But and when you're dealing with a country of millions of people's money who also want different things. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're dealing with something that should be a simple layup, you know, this is a layup. You don't want kids getting shot in schools. Okay, let's come together to put together a bill or some type of legislative that could prevent gun violence in schools from happening. Not to take away people's guns, just so that way your nieces and nephews don't have to worry about getting shot at PS305. You know what I'm saying? So... (laughs) I feel like if you can't handle those easy GD layup type of situations, then yeah, everybody need to go. And then we nah, you, you gotta go. say it, you gotta say it right, bro. Say your catchphrase. Say the phrase. I'm waiting for you. Say it. Well, you talking about the or you, you expect me to say the US government fell off? No, 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 no. The other one you got. Hold on, you I got fun. They definitely fell off. Let's be clear. You know oh, that's that's a big fact. But I wanted you to I wanted you to hit your packet the fuck up. Oh yeah, they definitely gotta pack it the fuck up. Wrap it up, pack it up, do what you gotta do. Alright? Because if think about it like this. If January 6th was okay with you, then yeah, you gotta go. If niggas run it up in your pack it up. Pack it the fuck up, bro. If niggas is if you're okay with people Coming up in your office with guns, smearing shit on the walls of your office. You know what I'm saying? If you're good with that, pack it up. If you like when kids getting shot in the face and shit at during English class or during during recess, 
yeah, you might need to pack it up too. You know what I'm saying? And, and I say okay with it when is when when you're not when you're seeing a situation and when you're not doing nothing, and when you're seeing a situation and you're like, oh, we can't do nothing because of this party, or we can't do nothing because of that party, or we can't do nothing because these people are in the pockets of another organization that happens to like guns and shit. So Listen, hold on, I want to cut you right there. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut the host, but like I listen even the game of politics i understand at a level because it's all about trying to figure out how to talk your way into a situation that works best for everybody involved that we can move forward that's what politics is in general but if you are voting for a politician that cannot understand and 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 refuses to make an action based on politics about something like this you're part of the problem, and that politician is definitely the problem. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get them about there for that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because one of the one of the stories about this about the Texas situation really that broke my heart was the fact that besides the fact that that nine year old having to play dead in someone else's blood just to not get shot. That's just some, horrible. That's some shit you only need to do for war. Literally, when you're in war and you're 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 up shit's creek without a paddle, and you ran out of bullets and you're trying not to die, so you gotta smear fucking blood and poop on you or whatever to portray like you're you know you're dead, so that way you don't actually be dead. Yeah, that's some shit you'll say for for Afghanistan or Iraq. You know what I'm saying? But not not for not for recess, bro. Not for gym class. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. If y'all can't figure that shit up on that way, pack it up. But another story that kind of got me a little, little messed up about this whole situation was the fact that one of the teachers, she was, um, she was a, she was one of the teachers at at, um, at the elementary school, and she ended up dying in, in that whole gunfire situation. Right? Two days later, her husband ends up dying of a heart attack. We know that was from a broken heart. That's They've so been messed together. up. Keep in mind, that couple been together, married for 24 years. My heart sincerely goes out to that family because, like, I know we all lost loved ones, you know, whether it's just me, you, uh, Mali, or anybody who's listening. I know we lost loved ones, but no matter what the situation may have, may have entailed. But at the same time, we, we still feel, you know, we still mm-hmm. feel that loss. And in some cases, that loss is, 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 is so monumental that we don't get to really move. We don't really get to move forward and go on, you know. And I feel like that's what had happened here. And honestly, that shit could have been avoided on all fronts between the police finally getting there in an hour, you know what I'm saying, or Congress trying to figure it out. You know, there's a lot of different situations that could have been avoided. Where, you know, the kids did those all the, all of that loss shouldn't even happen. Oh my God, the situation in in um Uvalde was like the more I hear about it, the more infuriating it becomes. Like literally, the more I hear about it, the more infuriating it becomes. There's no redeeming qualities about what happened down in in 
and um and Uvalde. None. 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 Like I'm gonna calm I'm gonna calm down. I'm not gonna get too hyper. But understand me when I say there is literally no redeeming quality about what went down in that in that in that small town in that small Latin town in Texas. It's not. I look at um, the politicians that goes up, that 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 has the power to actually put something together to change this for the better, you know. And it brings me back to a quote that I opened up the show with: "What does it mean to gain the whole world but lose your soul?" You sat there, you went for these people's votes, you marched and did all of these things just to get the vote of the people that you need to get to that seat that you are currently possessing, you know? And did all of that, you get the money from that, you get the power from it, you, you know, you get everything that comes with that position. But now when it's time when it's time for you to actually show and prove why people pick jazz there in the first place, you know, you go another way for whatever reason, whether you're brought off or whether you know you got to you answer to somebody else higher than the people that put you in there, yeah, they gain everything. But you, I felt like I feel personally they lost their souls when they let these kids lose their lives. I I actually like agree and appreciate with that sentiment. Yes, you got to some of the highest power in the land. You got to some of the highest power in the land. You have the power to protect these people because that's literally what you do, protect. Like you put in the laws that allow the cops to protect and serve, right? If you're not doing, if, if at this point, because at this point is an activity, we're not calling it anything else. At this point it is inactivity. It is you, it is whoever trying to sell whatever votes to whoever, talk and talk and, and literally doing nothing and only one side is happy that we're not doing nothing until their kid gets shot then it's upsetting but we're not going to talk about it but if you are sitting in office and you and and literally hundreds of other people can't sit down and say okay we have the power to try to protect people from these things try to protect children children the youth from these from these incidents and we're just not going to do it you lost your soul. You sold your soul to the devil. Let's let's. And uh, what is your recompense? What did you sell it for? What 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 is on that bill of sales? Was it worth it? Listen, I could name off the top. There's five countries right now that have close to zero um, firearm related deaths per one thousand population, right? Mm-hmm. Like Canada, Australia, Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned um, Norway earlier. Um, United Kingdom, Great Britain. Um, at least on the low end, they have little to no gun violence. What can we learn from those countries, right? That could like severely lower our rates. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a friend that's from the UK, and she tells me, like, listen, we don't really do the guns over there. We, we, we poke, you know, we, we accept, you know what I'm saying? 
have machetes and things like that, you know? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I can understand that because, you know, sometimes it gets personal. Y'all don't do guns, but, you know, it's personal when you stab somebody or you slight somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And close, you see their eye, you know? It's a lot, mm-hmm. it's a lot to that, you know? Um, my biggest issue, right, is the lack. Cause I, I feel like it's I feel like it's not that we don't know how, you know, to sit there and figure this out. Cause I feel like we, we like as a country we were able to do great things as well as like the fuckery we've been known for for over four hundred years. But right. you know, we were able to also do great things as well. So I'm like, I right, bet it's not the fact that you I always say it's like either you don't know or you don't care. You know, and United States, I feel like it, they don't know because they don't care, you know? I feel like it was okay when Sandy Hook happened, when we seen how Sandy Hook played out and nothing was done after that. I feel right. like at that point, it made it okay for for kids to die in schools. Like, it was a, like that was a solid point. Listen, this this inactivity goes all the way back to Columbine, bro, which which people know as like the first mass school shooting, and then like let me put it this way: we like the that school shooting was spurned by a teenage kid, couple teenage kids who went, got guns from places. They just got guns. If you remember the story, Eric Bolton, I can't remember the other kid's name, don't even care. He's he's in jail where he needs to freaking be or, or whatever the case may be. Are they in jail or did they kill themselves? I can't um, remember. You can do a, we can do a fact check on that. Okay, I got the computer up. Columbine. Um, victims. Eric ha- Eric Harris and Dylan Claybolt. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Yeah, they killed themselves. Some coward shit. Um. Oh, yeah. They murdered twelve people. Shot. Um. Twenty-one plus the twelve people that actually died. Twelve kids, one student. So that's thirteen plus twenty-one. So in all, they shot thirteen plus twenty-one. In all, they shot thirty-four people. And then themselves. At the time, that was the deadliest school shooting in history. We just experienced a school shooting that outdid that by a bunch. We've experienced that since. So my my point in bringing up Columbine, right, is Eminem said this. Now it's a tragedy. Now it's so sad to see this happening in a middle class city. Right? Uh-huh. Middle America, look where it's at. So, I want you to think about what he's saying. Basically, nobody was nobody cares that poor kids in the hood shoot each other from time to time. They'll let it happen, let it happen, let it happen while they're building a case for years and years and years against a whole other set of people that are, aren't involved, that are using, obviously using these kids as pawns, right? 
But now the shootings are happening in the middle of America. They're happening in small towns. They're happening in places that affect the power structure. And nothing is still being done. The question is why? And this question is twofold, bro. Why is nothing being done even though now like it's happening so much in places where you figured they would care? You figure you figure the systemic build of this country would care. Why is nothing being done? I, I could give I could give you a fair assessment of, of the why. Give me um, one because I got an idea too. Give me, give me, come on. Um, a lot of these guys that's in office, which is part of the reason why I say the capital needs to pack it the fuck up, is basically because um, a lot of those guys in those seats are bought and paid for, you know, by mm-hmm. NRA. And this one might get me canceled here, but fuck it, I'll beat cancellation once before. Let's run it up. Yeah. So basically, um, the NRA, right? They they buy their politicians and sit there and you know protect gun laws and make it like old oh, people are just trying to take their guns. Nobody will ever try to take your guns in the Second Amendment. You have the right to bear arms. Side note, completely unrelated. Um, it's funny how when we're talking about right to bear arms, we're only talking about people of a fair complexion. But when those when people of a dark complexion show up to gun ranges and you know gun shows. We get that like, wait a minute, what? Especially when we have better aim than a lot of you. Let's be clear. But anyway, yeah, a lot of these guys are bought and paid for. So now you're you're you ask how come they don't care that is in middle America? It's not that they don't care that is in middle America because people are speaking about it. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. they don't because they care about that money and those fundings a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Elections come up almost every two to four years. You know what I'm saying? And every two to four years, you got to defend that seat like a WWE Unified Championship match. You know what I'm saying? And right. you got to understand, they got to, your, your constituents got to, you got to convince your constituents to vote for you, you know? And in a lot of these states, you know, people put money behind these guys, you know, behind certain, to where, hey, we're going to put X amount of dollars behind you, X amount of dollars in ad revenue for you so you can win, you know? And they take the money because they'll be dumb not to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, especially in the Midwest, in the South, they win those elections. Now, we can talk about redlining and gerrymandering on, on that side too, but that's another conversation for another day. But basically, they get that continued, they make a lot more money in the funding from private companies like the NRA and like, you know, other places of that nature, uh, of that group. Um, they make more money from them than they actually do doing the jobs that they got voted into for. So right. I react, let me ask you, if I funded your, like, if you had something you wanted to do, and I was like, yo, I'll fund it to the point where you'll make more money by me just funding you than you do on your actual job. Would you really want to do your actual job? That's the thing. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why would I do the job here when I'm paying I'm being paid more to make money in a whole in a completely different capacity just because I'm here? I'm gonna do whatever you tell me to do 
because you are making sure me and my family eat and eat well. And then I'll take what I'm getting for actually having the job and add that on. And that's really what it comes. It really what it comes down to at the end of the day. So yeah, this is a horrible situation. My thought, like, like I'm gonna pull up and pull a politician move real quick. My thoughts and prayers are with the families that are involved in this in this situation. Um, Hold on, let me say that too, because I I need everybody to understand that. Um, even if my my mind is is, it's hard for me to like absorb negative things and become negative behind them. Uh, but I do pray for everyone's comfort in this time of loss, like losing a kid, losing multiple children, losing your wife, losing your husband to a senseless murder that came out of nowhere. Could like it will destroy your psyche. Like, how many of those kids you think were miracle children? You know, the doc- situations where the doctor were like, oh, ma'am, you'll never be able to have kids. Oh, sir, you'll never be able to have kids. And they got themselves a little Bobby Hill. And now you send, you send your boy to school and now he doesn't come back home. And not for a good reason, not for a crazy reason, not because some some intrusive invader came and they're trying to take over the world. They're trying to take over America. Not because of that, but because of a combination of of mental health being overlooked and and people just not caring enough to do anything about a problem that's been persisting. People don't, people are not caring. So between mental health, just mental health issues producing deranged white people in middle America. Yeah, it's y'all mostly. Sorry, I don't want to be that. Yeah, I do want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, most of the mass shootings, I would say the, I would say the only one that was really that was really done by us was the DC sniper. And that was really- we we had the DC sniper and we had that military dude that went post and we had the dude that went post. We had those three. Y'all got everyone else. Basically, y'all got Dylan Roof. Y'all got um, uh, Eric Claiborne. Y'all got the Aurora shooter, the guy that thought he was the literal Joker. That guy was out of mind. You got the guy that shot up the parking lot um, with the with that in Arizona with that had the uh, congresswoman in it when he the co- he shot the congresswoman directly in her head. She survived, but a nine year old little girl who had nothing to do with anything died. On top of that. You got the Oklahoma City bombers. You got the original Columbine shooters. You got the crazy looking Sandy Hook shooter. Um, the Sandy Hook shooter. You got the Pulse nightclub shooter. Um, the Pulse shooter. Yeah. What? What? What else? Like what? What? What more do you want? How many times are we going to keep going through this? And since we, since we, since we, we, we talked about certain shooters, I spoke. I said Dylan Roof, right? Dylan Roof is probably one of my most despised. Um, shooters, and that's saying something because I despise them all deeply. But I despise him spe- specifically because he, for three, for two reasons: one, he went into a church, a church. He sat through that church service. Get this, get this. I need y'all to, I need everybody to understand. Dylan Roof sat through a church service said out of his own lips man everybody in here treated me so nice if i wasn't here to kill him i wouldn't have killed him basically 
Every he literally said out of his lips, everyone here treated me nice. I almost felt bad about doing it, but I did it. So you went to a church, got treated nice by the black people in there, but you had already written your manifesto and came to do what you came to do. Shot up that whole church. Not only did he kill he killed nine black he killed nine black people, including a congressman who was just there doing a like for his for a service. You know, he was just there going to church. He wasn't even on a political agenda. But here's why I despise Dylan Roof more. Here's why I also despise the Buffalo shooter. They took Dylan Roof. They arrested him. They gave him a bulletproof vest to make sure that he wasn't shot on the way to jail. They fed him Burger King. He didn't have to snitch on nobody. He, it was him, and we got video. We can see it was him. You caught him. He wrote a book telling you that he was going to do it and why. That is what a manifesto is. When somebody loses their fucking mind and writes a book telling you what they're about to do and why, and then go do it. That is a manifesto. So he has a written confession. He just did it. You're seeing the evidence that he just did it. Why, why did you need to serve him food? They served him food in that South Carolina jail. Burger King. Now look at the stats of how many black people have been shot at traffic stops with no weapons on them. Look at the stats of how many black people have been shot up in their homes with no weapons on them. We still talking about Breonna Taylor. Let's say her name. She was asleep and had nothing to do with it and the cops were at the wrong house. She will She's dead. Let's go even further. There's a four-year-old little girl. Same situation, but even less to do with it because she's four. She's dead. Was sleeping in her bed, never woke up because the cops came in there and shot up the place without thinking about it. I bet her favorite are right. every cop, Every cop all of a sudden is worried about their well-being when they see a black person. Yet, you, you went out of your way to overprotect and make a, a a young murderer feel comfortable after murdering nine black people including a congressman you you see how cops go when you kill a cop you see how hard they go or when the cop dies or when a serviceman dies let me tell you a little story i don't mean to, i don't mean to dominate tom but a couple of weeks ago a friend of mine she got really sick and she went to brookdale hospital out here in brooklyn right but at the same time, a giant fire um, happened in Canarsie and a firefighter, a few firefighters got injured, one got killed. Right? Rest in peace to the firefighter. This is nothing against the firefighters or anything like that. Please don't take it that way. Yeah. yeah. They shut down that the hospital. I couldn't go see my friend who was also potentially dying. Thank God she didn't die, but she could have died. You understand? They shut down the hospital. I couldn't see my friend, but all but there was five fire trucks, eighteen different um, cop cars, and like four different ambulance vehicles all surrounding the building. You understand? Yeah. For one firefighter, you and see how hard they go for their own. And while I, I, I'm like I'm saying, this is no hate or anything. Please don't take it that way. I know this may not be the coolest thing you want to hear, but this is true. They go so hard for their own. But 
this black congressman who is technically a part of y'all own. You took somebody who committed murder against a public official and fed him food. Why? But now, I said all that to say this, my main point. Sands, you said one of the reasons why nothing has changed. I'm going to tell you the second reason why nothing has changed. You ready? Let's go for it. Nothing has changed because of the thing that we said earlier. We we could only list what what, what was it three or four mass mass shooters who were black. Mm -hmm. Maybe we count the guy on the train from a few weeks ago on in Sunset Park too. Let's call it even five, yeah. right? Let's say five, yeah. Let's call it even five out of the thousands of times this has happened since 1999. What 1999? We're just talking about this year. We're already at 230. And we're literally at the halfway point of the year. Nah, because if we only talk about this year, he's the only one that was black. And the Uvalde shooter was Spanish, and he was one of the first ones of those two. That's so true. if we only count this year, I can't cut them no slack. I'm trying to cut slack. So let's go back to 1999. We got five shooters. And if you guys, if you guys listening can name a few more, send it to us. We'll 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 talk more about it. But I want you to think about the volume of black shooters versus white shooters. And that is the reason why nothing will change. You know why? Because these young these young white kids picking up guns and going and shooting up schools for reasons of their own mental derangement. I don't really care what your upbringing is. I don't really care about any of that. Once you pick up a gun, you go into a classroom and you shoot up nine-year-olds. I don't care. You're mentally deranged. You deserve to be put under a place or dead. Period. Sorry. That's just it. No sorry. Period. Right? But these are white kids. So the politicians that are in office at mass, these kids are their kids. They look like their kids. They look like their crazy ass kids that don't listen. And that's why so a lot of mm -hmm. that's why I was like when it comes down to a lot of that, especially during like the especially during like when it comes out of these situations for uh, mass shootings, you have you know, a lot of people, a lot of the politicians, they'll come out and be like, oh, well, he was going through a mental breakdown, things like that. So a mental breakdown allows you to then shoot a kid in the face. A mental breakdown allows you to shoot your grandma in the forehead where she can't speak no more. A mental breakdown brings you to a, a brings you to a supermarket up in Buffalo, walk around case the case supermarket one day then come back a day or two later and then start busting shots. When you see white people in the same space and you're busting shots, you're like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to shoot. You. I didn't mean to shoot. I aim at you. And then continue aiming at people that's a different complexion than you. Then you right. want to like, oh, that's a mental thing. That's a mental disability. It's not a mental disability. It's an incapability to sit there and do right by the people that surround you. It's in a capability for you to sit there and not be a monster and to treat people with respect, even if sometimes you get the shorthand of the stick. That's life. It is. That's that's it. That's it right there. Now think about this, bro. I need you to think about this. Hold on. Let me make a real quick comparison. Think about this shit. It's a mental... They're, they're calling... Because fuck all that. I've never had a mental ins instability. I've never seen too much mental instability that comes with written, written books of why. That comes with research. 
that comes with secretly figuring out how to gather weaponry and things when you don't when you don't have the age or agency to get them on your own when the amount of work the amount of focus the amount of desire the amount of will that it takes to for some of these kids to have, like if you if you heard the columbine story this is in the infants infancy of the internet these kids went out of their way to secretly get guns dylan roof went out of his way to secretly get stuff joined a bunch of um a bunch of you know white nationalists aryan nation nazi type type forums things like that figured out what he needed to get wrote a book we're not going to get over that because the boss the buffalo shooter wrote a book as well uh-huh. telling you exactly what he wanted to do and why that is not mental instability that is hate that is a demon that is horror that's not it yeah there's a level of derangement to it yes definitely because where else right but this was planned it was premeditated this person went out of their way to make sure they did it exactly the way they wanted to do it we're not going to keep calling it that unless we are trying to protect that people or that class of people and that's what's happening because at the same voice and the same in the same breath that there that oh it was a lone shooter he had mental issues he he was this he was that mental this mental that in the same breath they they are actively actively deriding our people whenever there's a shooting around here in our hood uh-huh black on black crime super criminals they super predators we were called super predators by two no sorry multiple different sets of people who told give me a second because like as i talk i get angry and I, i'm trying to make sure let, let me let me um let me jump in real quick guys yes you get your thoughts together i just want to get some last i honestly i want to get some last thoughts about this wait wait let me finish this sentence and then then i'm gonna let you go all right we we were called super predators by the group of people that tell us to vote for them. In fact, our current president right now, the guy who said if if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. In '93, was calling the super predators, pushing for harsher legislation to put us essentially behind bars. Richard Nixon went out of his way to attack black people with drugs. Let's not leave out the FBI while you're here. The FBI, the FBI let's let's as arms that that try to vilify our leaders. Whether it be from Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, to the Black Panthers, to even Billy Holiday. Mm-hmm. This Tupac was getting letters from the FBI. Yeah. No, Tupac had a foul in the FBI. Two freaking Pac. Which means in 1994, they were still trying to, to make sure we didn't have anybody to look up to in order to break the idea of black unity. In 1994, the FBI itself was founded to stop black movements. So after the success and then the subsequent destruction of places like black wall street and tulsa and in places that across the country that have been mimicking that success they developed the fbi under um under hoover 
developed the FBI in order to stop black people from not being terrorists, right? But in order to stop us from gaining any type of consistent, what's the word? Unity, any type of consistent growth amongst our people. They did that to stop us and they were successful. And the crazy thing is they've been successful for the last 80 freaking years. Everything that the FBI and then later evolved into the CIA has done to stop black people have worked to spike black people. Have It has worked like a damn charm. Hey, not to cut you off, but what gets me really upset when it comes down to that, and it, it gets me upset with our people. I'm going to segue, um, we're going to um, kind of gear over to the, the second topic as we um, before we head over. Um, yeah. I'm upset with our people too. Like, we got everything going against us, you know, when it comes down to those type of agencies trying to shut our stuff down, you know, or having the history of shutting our stuff down, as you will. You know, and at certain at when you're facing all of this adversity, you should, one would think like, all right, you know what? We really might want to get together on this shit because there's no way for us to continue growth when we're split up. If we work together on these issues, we'll be able to have a better outlook, which means we have a better result. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But a lot of this falls on us too because we don't stick together as good as we need to to be able to get the outcomes that will be able to benefit us and our families. So yes, while it's true that you do have the FBI, you do have the CIA, you do have all these other organizations that are specifically designed to keep our people at a shorter level than our counterparts, you know, the onus is also on us to be able to continue working together and that aspect to build another Black Wall Street, to build a Tulsa, to, the, the, to build a Black Wall Street, to build a Rosewood and things of those nature, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? That I hear of- you, but I hate that rhetoric. Fin- finish what you're saying. I'm going to tell you why I hate your rhetoric. No, go ahead. I hear you, but I hate that rhetoric. Why would I hate that rhetoric? Because everything you said is sound. Yes. Despite all of the setbacks, black people should still be in a place where we want to work with one another to build this, where we want to get towards one another, where we don't inherently distrust one another. But why I hate that 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 rhetoric? One, because you're talking about undoing 400 years. I mean, four centuries going on five of trauma that was purposely inflicted to put us against one another right where we have no culture to go back to to understand that we should trust each other we just have to be here in this space where a lot of us like none of us that are here even if like a guy like me i I have southern roots right i'm not a caribbean person so my parents my people came right here on the boat right right here to south carolina those areas and all that started i don't have any roots to those original set of people who are the original set of my bloodline don't have any i just have i live in america that's what i know right that's one but two have you ever heard about the experiment with the monkeys and the banana i might have for our viewers you will be kind enough to share i will definitely indulge right so Monkey and the, ban- the monkeys and the banana. So what happened is they put five monkeys in a cage, right? 
and they gave them a ladder in there and what they would do they would hang they would dangle a banana just just above the ladder right so the monkeys they're like well we like bananas let's go get the banana right every time any of the five monkeys climb to get that banana they would get electrocuted by that ladder okay so every time these monkeys want the banana they're getting electrocuted by the ladder and that happened so much to the point where the monkeys stopped trying right they stopped trying completely to get the banana but wait there's more what they did then then what they did they slowly switched out all of the monkeys one at a time so now there's four monkeys in there that has been electrocuted and one monkey in there that has never been electrocuted and what they did they stopped electrocuting the ladder so now they dangled the, the banana the four monkeys who's been electrocuted multiple times they they said no nah, i'm too smart for that we're not doing that but when they saw that fifth monkey try to get it they actually attacked that fifth monkey to keep him from hurting himself crab in a barrel right but see we talk about crabs in a barrel jay-z had a great line in a freestyle he was doing crabs in a battle who the who the fuck put the crabs in the barrel in the first place right so talk about so think about this right so that that fifth monkey trying to get the banana now his people are attacking him why because they know he's going to be hurt if he tries to get that banana so they're knocking him down they replace another monkey so now there's two monkeys in this cage that have never been electrocuted right and three to half so the new the next new monkey is now like why y'all not trying to get this banana let me go get this banana he climbs the ladder the other four monkeys including the, the second monkey who had never been electrocuted before beats up this monkey to keep him from climbing this ladder uh. they replace the third monkey the fourth monkey and eventually the fifth monkey so now none of these monkeys have been electrocuted but every time there, there's an attempt to climb that ladder the monkeys would jump the newer monkey to the point where now without any consequence that they actually understand there is absolutely no attempt from any of these five unelectrocuted monkeys to climb this ladder they're not even trying anymore i want i say all that to say this i want you to think about black people's history in america and let's not even think about slavery let's think post-slavery after reconstruction let's go back to let's go back to tulsa since it's one of my favorite topics to talk about not because of what happened but because of what happened right tulsa Oklahoma. They said we don't like black people. Get out of our towns. Go do whatever. Black people got out of their towns, went, built the town better than any town that they had around. What did they do to that town, Sands? Oh, they burnt that shit. They told them to pack it up and they burnt that shit to the ground. Burnt it to the ground. In fact, they were one of the first people to ever use a plane in a terrorist attack. They actually hit Tulsa with the early airplane. Oh, so they were 9-11 and before they were 9-11. Yes. Yes. But let me mess your head up. Tulsa, Oklahoma was not the only time that happened. Far well, from. There's been a few, um, there's been a few um, incidents like that before Tulsa. And I think many more after because they seen that Tulsa worked so efficiently. They were like, okay, we're going to, that's going to be the norm for all towns that are you know owned and operated and incorporated 
from black people. You right. Know? Now think and, about this. I want I'm gonna give you I'm I'm trying to give you an actual number though, right? Because that happened in Tulsa. People rebuilt. They went other places. It happened in other places. You mentioned Rosewood earlier. It happened there. Motherfucker. It happened in Harlem. They burnt Harlem to the ground six different times. Shout out to Seneca Village. Say it one more time. Um, I said shout out to Seneca Village. Because that was us too. Right. Six different... Do you understand they burnt the same place down six different times after we rebuilt it six different times? And you know what? It, it, it's fucked up when you, when, you, when you look at it because it's like, all right. Yeah, I, and I get what you're saying about it. Granted, I understand like, oh, well, even though we tried to build something up for ourselves, you know, they kept burning it down, you know? Um, one but we're I- not even done. We're not done. Hold on. Because I know, I, I understand what you're saying. And the thing is, I still agree with your sentiment. I still fully agree. Yes, regardless of everything that happened, we're survivors. So we're supposed to mentally survive and still get back together and fix this right now. I mean, now in 2022 is the best chance we've ever had in the history of ever to to right these wrongs. But the problem is now we're dealing with the monkeys who've never been electrocuted, but know enough to beat down the other monkeys. Because every time we got somebody, every time we, we elevated somebody, every time we got behind somebody, every time we pushed Every time we had a leadership and a force, you mentioned it earlier. We talked about Dr. King, the Panthers, Malcolm X, all of these people. What happened to them? Who took them out? FBI, CIA. The government did what they do. They cut off the head of the snake and let the body waddle to the ground. The move movement, they bombed the government. We bombed a housing project in Philly because Black people were living there who didn't like the government. Not because they had done anything in that moment, but because they were living there. And they knew and they had a man they knew they had a lookout for them. They had an APB out for them. They bombed it and told the firefighters not to put out the fire. So you tell me how easy it is for us to just get together and expect it to work. I'm not saying like it's not going to be easy. I, I'll tell you this right. I'll tell you this first and foremost. This is probably going to be one of the hardest things that you know we ever under hardest things we ever undertaken. You know, um, being the fact of the history of how everything went down, and you know the people that we do have, there are, there are certain people in our own groups that are kind of like the ones that Harriet Tubman would have probably left or shot. You know. Mm-hmm. And granted, that is definitely going to be a, a hard task to undertake. At the same time, you also said, being the fact that one, we're one, we're in the best time ever in the history of ever to even you know to actually get together and make movements like we like we did in um in twenty twenty. You know, um, we're in the best space to do that. You know, especially now with. You know, social media being a big thing, us a lot of things that are that was put up that we put up with, you know, in the past. Yeah, we're still putting up with it, but at the same time, there's more outreach now than ever. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's been a lot that's been going on that over the course of 400 years, 
that will definitely set us back. But at the same time, you know, we still have the capabilities now more than ever to sit there and at least put up a fight. You know? Yeah, um, I, we do. I, but we also are. That's another reason why I don't like that rhetoric, bro. Because after all that negative conditioning against our own success, negative conditioning against our own people, negative conditioning against our own hair. You see my hair right now? Y'all can't see it. Y'all can't see it on the podcast. But my hair is 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 a type of hair that would would have been called nappy. I've been t- like I wanted to grow my hair as a kid. My people told me my hair was too nappy. Made me cut my hair all the time. Now we're in a place where we just black people love their hair. Yeah, not only we're loving our hair, we're embracing it and we're making it part of us. Right, but imagine individuality. But imagine what you're going through mentally if you don't even if you have to relearn how to love your hair. Like that's like the small, you know, like that's not. I'm not saying it's a small thing, but I'm saying that you know, it's the steps that we have to take. Granted. I'm not right. saying oh, if we do this today by August 12th, we'll be able to have full liberation of our own selves. This is going to be a situation where long at where we're long gone. <clears throat> not only we're long gone, but our kids are long gone. But after a certain point, we will be able to sit there and get to that point. But one, we do gotta stick together. We do sit there and got we do gotta work with people that is willing to actually be serious and you know make those steps with us you know it's a it's a really yeah. big it, it seems like a large it seems like a really large task and guess what not everybody's going to make it across with us you know what I'm that's saying? fine and that's okay that is that's okay fine. as long as we're able to get to that one goal that one common goal that we're all reach i think we'll be in a good position to sit there and be like nah fuck that fuck these government niggas they can eat a dick we're doing our own thing too you know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, but yeah. Here's, here's the thing, though. And this is my one last little pushback on that. We are doing, we are, like, as a whole, black people don't give even themselves enough credit for what's being, what's actually happening. We focus on the fact that, yeah, um, I live in Brooklyn. I could go outside and see black people fighting at any given point in time, right? I could see on, turn on the TV, there's always somebody getting shot for some reason. Recently, uh, a friend of ours just lost a friend of his um, to senseless gun violence, all of that stuff. But on the other end, we got people like David Shands. We I, we got people like 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 Professor Kezia. We got we got so many people. We got people like Big Crit. Is that Big Crit? No, um, sorry, Killer Mike. Yeah, I know you're talking about though. Yeah. Um and ti and and all these type of people coming out and standing up for us you know they're building banks we're starting to understand that infrastructure might be a little bit better than than you know luxury goods you know like t-shirts and cool stuff like that so we're starting to build banks we, we're understanding what we need we even got dr umar out here telling us what to do now yep I'm not. You don't make me confident. I mean, enough to stand listen, behind him, but the uh, words I can, I can, I can eat the meat and spit the bones. Yeah, like I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put money in his cash app for the school, but you know, right. his words of wisdom does come in handy, though. Honestly, right. Um, and even, I don't trust him with money, but the, yeah, what he's saying is so functionally sound. Yeah. On top of that, 
that's that's going at even a smaller level. You got a lot of YouTubers out here, a lot of black YouTubers out here that are teaching people about finances and you know trying to get their money up, you know, so that we right. can get to big situations like this, you know, trying to show you how to do ETFs, trying to show you how to build your Roth IRA, things right. of that nature. Um, like the Wall Street Trapper, um, Earn Your Leisure podcast dudes, them guys, um, Joshua Mayo, Joshua Mayo. That's what I'm following on right now. He's a really amazing um, YouTuber. Check out his work. Um, Wall Street Trappers, you said, right? Yeah. There's a lot of guys out here that in, in, in all different types of ways, you know, trying to better our, trying to help us better our situation, whether it be personally or as a group as a whole. But I can agree with you with this one thing, though. We're going to, we're going to switch topics real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, in order for us as a collective to build our situation to be the best way it could be that way we could fight against you know gun violence issues like this in order to get for all of us to get to that point we got to get there ourselves that means we got to do the work within before we do the work outbound you know what i'm saying um absolutely so yeah once again this episode is dedicated to everybody we lost in in the in and the gun shootings that we've been seeing, um, prayers out to the families and the loved ones that's been going through this tough time. So, oh, the you know, one put our heads up on that one. One thing um, before we go. Yeah. One thing. You know what's going to change? What's going to make them actually start pushing harsher gun laws? What's that? If all of, if a lot more of us got more like Derek Grace and got guns. And when I say yep. us, me us. us, right? You know the only time in history that the NRA has agreed on. You let me let me ask you: Do you know what was happening the one time in our history that the NRA was actually themselves pushing for gun laws when we had guns? Yes, <laughs> when, when the Black Panthers exploited the laws of America to walk up on the state capital of California or to walk up on the capital building in California standing there with their guns looking brawling, looking so awesome and they were standing there with rifles and nobody could do anything about it that's when we got stricter gun laws that was actually pushed by the NRA so guess what If the, the crazy part is at this point in time black people are the only people that can save America from mass shootings. Yeah. Now whether we want to or not is a is a bigger is a bigger fish to fry. Right. Because also with that same voice, black people are the the main set of people in America that should not be doing shit to give up our guns. And that's and here's the thing. That's why I say what I say when it comes out to like America or whatever. Like I understand people could be like, oh, Come to me after I said when I said my fuck Canada statement. I could understand people to say fuck America, and I could be okay with it because America has been on some trash ass vibes for the past four centuries. So yes, I can be I can be agreeable about that. But like yeah, fuck America. I'm with you on that too. At the same breath, fuck Canada for what they do. You know what I'm saying? So either way, like and we're gonna get into Canada in a minute. Um, but before we get into that. I do want to get into um, the social moments um, mm -hmm. portion of the show. So basically with social moments, if you saw the last show, you already saw how we broke it down. And um, this show won't be any different. 
basically we're pulling up stuff we're pulling up on um, different pro um posts videos clips that we came across during our um our our um research here and then we're going to speak on it we're going to talk about it you know good bad and the ugly so right now um i think i sent either i think i sent you um i'm off the um the clip <laughs> for um for this particular situation if you could because the clip is like this have the sounds but they also have the the words on that too if you could since you already guessed um could you read the text that comes with the um that comes with the video give me one second we're going we're going to pull it up real style bro okay so right in front of us right now we got the video that we're going to talk about right here um let's shout out to nico lim tv we're going to definitely break this down and then you know see what your thoughts is on it so without further ado Showing up to the nice guys from high school's house as a broken single mom of two. Coming home to a brand new house as a happily married mom of three. So basically, um, the text, it kind of made it a little bit more clearer. So Nico MTV states, and I quote, I used to tell my mom I would never date a nice guy. She was baffling. Honestly, I didn't understand it much myself other than claiming, quote, they're boring. Truth is, I didn't think a nice guy could really handle me and all of my quote-unquote baggage. And beyond that, I had grown really used to the chaos of toxic men. The highs and lows of a chaotic relationship can be a hard cycle to break free from. I get girls always asking how I was able to finally let go. And I think it's a lot more about finding a deep love for yourself than letting go. I was working my ass off, had my own home, took great care of my kids, and was still getting treated terribly. I had an epiphany moment where I just felt that I could treat myself better and be happier alone than I was in that relationship. And from that day forward, I've never looked back. Then I went on my first date with Kyle, nervous as all get out, and it was the best decision I've ever made. My mind, body, and soul has been treated with nothing but love and respect ever since. And it is truly the biggest blessing ever. Hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag mom life. Hashtag blah, blah, blah. End quote. Um, so initial thoughts. How do you want to leave with this one? Man. Let's click. Oh, man. So when I hear when I hear stuff like this, um, and I just think about who I am and what I've been through in my life. Uh, I was always the person. Uh, like when it comes to just dating, I'm even to this day. People still look at me as the nice guy, you know. And the thing is, that's not really something I want to change. Like. If you view me as a nice guy, it's probably because I was nice to you. You feel me? What I what I what I did add to that little, you know, formula is the thing that people don't understand. See, there's two things, right? The world has gotten so toxic and so twisted 
that when women hear the term nice guy, they automatically think about a guy who's only being nice to them because he wants some coochie. Right or wrong? That's true. Right? That, that's true. Right. So when I'm nice to certain people, I can see there. there's a pullback. There's a miss. They don't understand. They're confused. Things like this. Oh, why are you treating me so well? I've been asked that. Why are you treating me so well? While meanwhile, personally, I'm just like, oh, I'm not treating you all that well. Like, we, you know, we, we could be in a situation where we're talking or things like that. I'm not treating you all that well. I'm treating you with what I consider to be basic modicum, of, a basic modicum of respect. Right. Because the way I operate, I don't want to deal with anybody who doesn't at the very least meet the basics of what respect is. Right. Once once we're not there anymore, then I that's not going to happen. What I am, though, I, I consider myself to be a very, very nice person, but I just have boundaries now. I understand because when these girls are going through that, I love toxic niggas phase. Count yourself blessed if you're a nice dude. You know, if you're not out here trying to slay everything just for the sake of slaying everything. If you're a nice person, count yourself blessed because you are dodging bullets. Here's what you're dodging, sir. You're dodging her herself being toxic because she can't stand the level of of, of freaking uh, consistency and, and stillness that you bring. So she's going to be start doing stuff. She's going to look around like this one woman. This woman here said, I thought they were boring. I like the chaos. So if you don't bring chaos, if you bring calm, she's going to be the one that wants to bring the chaos. If she didn't, if she didn't go for you, count yourself blessed. If you're like me and you really don't have any intentions of taking care of another man's children, right? And this is no hate or anything like that. I just, when I have, I kept myself out of the having children's market, right? For a reason, because when I do it, I want, I personally want to do it in, in a way that I consider to be order, right? Meet the girl, like the girl, have the chemistry, understand that we are compatible, make a commitment to be with this person, and then have a child, which is the 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 glue of that commitment, right? Because once you have a child, there is no going back. None. You are linked intrinsically to this person for the rest of your entire being. And it's no matter if and it's no matter if you hate them or whatever right. happened with their relationship. And you know what? Things do happen. Whether you've been together for five months or for fifty years, things do happen. Right. But at the same time, you know, you still gotta take care of that kid. This is why people are really now more than ever are being real selective about their kids and why semen retention is a big fucking deal nowadays. You Talk know what I'm saying? It. Now, here's my thing. Not to cut you off, but I, I kind of got heated. Maybe you guys don't get into it. Like, you know, I see certain things. I see situations like this, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I always say, like, you never want to play. You never, me personally. And take this with a grade. Take this how you want. But I never will see myself taking care of another dude's kids. Mainly because it's just like playing the save game of WWE 2K22. What you, you know mean, what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and play play 2K 
leave and then have my bros come and play that game up behind me. You feel me? Or mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play the game up behind them. Granted, yeah. you know, I've dated similar, you know, ladies that are on that same stretch, but I'm not raising any kids. Like, come on, bro. That's crazy. Now, for those, for the dudes that do, to each their own, because there are dudes out here that will be willing to sit there and pick up snacks for the kids when they pick up, when they go on a first date, you know? Mm-hmm. There'll be, there, there are those guys that sit there and will take the step, for, let's take their step kid out to get their hair cut or take their stepdaughter out. To sit there for for outings and things like that more power to you guys this is not a knock on that group of men right right i'm just those saying kids, they they need that stability that you're gonna bring yeah so, no i appreciate i pre- if you're that type of dude don't think i'm don't think we don't think we're trying to play you because we're not because sometimes you sometimes you just happen to fall for the woman who has kids that's life and as you get older you typically come across more women that have kids than more women that don't. It's just statistical anomaly, you right. know. At the same point, you know what I'm saying. Like for me personally, if I pulled up on you in high school, right, mm-hmm. and I told you like, "Hey, I'm feeling you. I want to take you out. I want you to be my lady," right, mm-hmm. and you told me no, right. Mm-hmm. If you told me no in 2006, that no still stands. And 2026, it does. That note still stands in 2026. That note stood in 2016. That note stands in 2036. Like all of the sixes. That that note is a note forever. And the reason why is a note forever because when I was down, typically when you're asking somebody out in high school or in college, more often than not, you broke. You're not looking the best. You got acne issues. You, you 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 on puberty. You don't smell the best. You know what facts. I'm saying? All it's so, facts. So you and, and your most rugged. I'm smelling the best. I smell good in high school. I, I smell. I, I I'll say I, this. I don't smell. I didn't smell as good in high school like I smell now. Nah, my you know grandmother made my grandmother like kept making me like wear colognes and and things. She made sure like I I smell good. And plus, I didn't want to be because I didn't want to be the the the. You know the nerd that stinks. Like you can't have two things against you, bro. Well, well, no. Nah, like for me personally, like my dad tried to give me like in the colognes at at the young age, but I was so mm-hmm. fixated on like acts because it cost less. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was my fault. I was, you know, I was a little hard at it. So I was the type of dude who sold CDs and acts out my locker. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Hustle. And and that's what it was because trust believe I wasn't the only one. That you know that might have smelled right after eighth period gym. You feel me? So that's what it was. So now in high school, we taking our little right passes over to ask like the the real cute looking shorties out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And right and rightfully so, we get properly told to pack it the fuck up and head your ass back to class. You know, at least for me, I know for a fact I've been told to pack it up a few times in my life. During um during high school, you know what I'm saying? So knowing that 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 was that, but after a certain point in time, you know, we get older, we we start getting a little bit more money, we start doing better for ourselves, you know, and mm-hmm. we start learn, and then most importantly, we start learning our value, right? 
Right. So in the midst of us learning our value, you know, sometimes those old things tend to come right back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, some and time ha- might have not been very good for them. You know what I'm saying? So Most that does, that does happen. You know, I'm just saying for me, you pull up on me in 2026 talking about oh hey big head what 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 hey, the stranger yeah right the little waving emoji yeah the little two eyes emoji you feel me like well i'm gonna be like yo bro what you looking at you know what i'm saying like for me personally if i see that after i remember you turning me all the way hell you could have turned me down when i was promoting that taj and i'm dancing in the club trying to dance up on you you like nah but then you see me on my Facebook, you know, doing big things and things like that. And now you like, oh, I, I can't hit you up. I can't do this set. I'm going to be like, nah, bitch, I'm up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. We up. So, yeah. Fellas. Because we up right now. That, that's it. So, fellas, what I will say to you is this. If I was to impart anything, talk, talk gems. And this episode here is one. Make sure, like, even though your value may not be up during your high school phases or even in your college phases, when you're starting to get to the back, when you're starting to know your own value and your own self-worth, don't sell that shit for less. Don't sell that shit for less. And damn sure don't sell it for a lady that turns you down when you were at your darkest or at your brokest or at your dustiestness, if that's such a word. Right, dustiness. You know what I'm saying? If she don't, if if she can't take you at your dusty, she can't take you when you got cleaned up. That's it. And listen, just to be fair to the other side, right? Nobody has to want a dusty dude, right? Nobody, nobody ever has to want a dusty dude, um, with very immature values who don't take care of himself, who's not in a place where he's he's doing the best love of himself and, and following purpose. Nobody ever has to give give you a chance if you're like that. Nobody, right? That's true. If you dusty, you got to figure out why you dusty. You got to undust. Fix yourself right. up. Yeah. You got to get that dust buster, right? Mm-hmm. However, if somebody comes into your life um, and they like you for you genuinely and they're not focused on what they can get out of you, they focused on you yourself, that person is a keeper. On the other side of that coin, if you get somebody who went out of their way to cock over and take a shit on you <laughs> when you were in these phases. If you, if, if they hit you with that, hey, big hat, you have all rights. I mean, all rights to go ham. I'm, I want you to cut her ass. I want you to tell her to, Sands, you got to say it. Pack it the fuck up. That shit up out of here. Out of there. What are you no. doing? You trying to come back to me when you bald headed with six kids and a fat ass belly? No. Talking about AJK. Trying to come back to me after you done had a you done had a crack problem and now you missing three teeth and you have six hairs on your head? No. So can I, sh- I I would like I wanna share a quick, you know, while I got while I'm here before we get into King Talk final thoughts i want to share a quick story time real quick story time and aaron sands real quick all right everybody gather around 
right, so basically, right, I was um in my thought years, right? The time around 2013 and 2015, the place every club YPG ever promoted at, right? Um <laughs> So basically, as as you may have known, um, I was out and about in these streets during this particular time period. And honestly, I did have a lot of ladies try to pull up on me, right? Mm-hmm. But I always had eyes for a couple of ladies. So I'm not naming this one. This one shall not be named. But if you're, you know, for those that's, um, that were potting with, if you know, you know. Um... You know, I try to pull up on multiple occasions, right? Every like, not every time, but every every now and again, I'd be like, "Hey, so what's good? What's what's good? With, you know, what's good with us?" Da da da. It was a nah. It was a dog. It was a oh no, nah, I gotta, I got a dude. Oh no, I gotta watch the kid. Oh no, what will our friends think? All this other bullshit that was not, you know, proper, you know. Now, at this point in time, I was getting a little bit of money, but I wasn't getting as much money as I was as I'm getting now. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Or as as the time of the second hit up. So, to be fair, you know, as I was working on my best, working on being my best self, learning my worth, learning what I can provide to a situation if I ever had, you know, if, if it ever came down to it, you know, um. I'm starting to learn. I was starting to learn more about myself and learn about what I was willing to put up with, what I wasn't willing to put up with. Fast forward a few years later, I'm in a healthy relationship. I'm out here taking trips. You know what I'm saying? All of these trips are being posted all over the social sites. You know, people know what's good, what I'm doing out here. So much so that while I was at, you know, one of these excursions, I come out and say, I was out in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. I play at the Carmen, Fifth Avenue, over on Play at the Carmen. And for those that don't know, that's really a big, you know, a pretty jumping area in Mexico. You know, you get right. all the clubs there, you get all the shopping arrangements there. And it was funny because I was actually at a venue in Mexico when I got this text talking about like, oh, maybe you should come down to to Tonic with us. Come down to tonic with us. Ah, ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I knew what it was because I know what I'm in tonic. I know there's ways, at least from the last time I went, people could successfully smash up in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> successfully. Have I done it? No. But I know that it could very well be done. So when I got this smash, smash invitation, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, this is a tempting offer. <laughs> but at the same time, dudes are trying to smash from early 2010s. You know what I'm saying? And now you see me out here, I'm up, I'm getting to this bag, I'm doing what I gotta do, I'm in a healthy relationship, doing what I gotta do, you know. As I'm doing this, I get hit with, with this text. I'm like, bro, first of all, one, I'm up, two, I'm in a relationship. Three, I'm in Mexico turning the fuck up living my best life. But I hope I wish, hope you, I definitely hope you're doing well. Bro, to this day, we have not spoke. Because <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point in time, it's like, I bet when you're up, you know what I'm saying? 
when you get to that point where you're not dusty, when you're not in somebody's club sweating your, your shirt off, you feel me? Like, you're not coming across <laughs> wild thirsty is when, you know, the attraction seeks more. And it's that's when I sharply deny because I'm doing way better now than I was then. And you ain't want that then. So don't try to slide me up in somebody's bathroom when we too good for that in Mexico turning up. So, more little story, make sure you know, you're on your purpose. You're on your square. That way you could be able to sit there and turn down the way that I turned down and the way that you could potentially turn down when you're actually up. Miles, you got any right. last words before you hit King Talk Thoughts? My last words is, is, is basically just going to piggyback on you. Listen, ladies, ladies, ladies. You have the right to choose whoever you want to be with. But try to choose on principles other than just bare, like bare by itself hypergamy. Let's try to choose. Let's try to choose in ways against that, because it always, almost invariably, leads to situations like this, where where now somebody's in a different plane in life. Now you want to check for them, but they remember, they remember when, like, oh, they remember. When when things wasn't the same way, what 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 my boy Mike Jones said back then you ain't want me now I'm hot you're all on me. Do you really want to be the subject of that song? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's the worst it's, it's the worst part of it because it's like all right, but in some cases for certain for certain dudes it will work for it. You know what I'm saying? But and salute to them. You know you better men than us because we won't. You know what I'm saying? But for me, we not going down that route. That's not us. You know what I'm saying? So you trying to stay on your spirit, try to be the best you, aim for the best that you can get because now you're in a space that you can do so. So that's where we at on that. And finally, we're getting into King Talk Final Thoughts. All right, so there's been a lot going on in the podcasting world lately. You know what I'm saying? And I had this interesting tidbit land on my desk um, not too long ago, a little bit, maybe a few days before I actually started, you know, doing prep for this particular special. You know, I'm not, um, shout out to the homie um, Ken the Gentleman, executive producer for this podcast. Um, this basically, he basically brought this to my attention from another podcaster that we won't name because you know we're not trying to you know give clout to those who you know who try to down us um basically um when it comes down to that i knew there was some issues in in regards to you know certain situations where you know one podcaster claimed that you know oh well he was getting money and you know he was doing um you know, a show, and I had the original idea for that show, ba-da-da, things like that, you know? Um, and he actually did an episode on his podcast regarding that. And I heard some of the, um, I heard some, some of the, some of the pod, you know? But I didn't hear all of it because, you know, for some reason on Spotify, it doesn't play. Maybe it plays on good pods, I don't know. But apparently, and I have a list, you know, I have a list that he, of what he said regarding, you know, 
our, our brother Kendall Gentleman. He said apparently he threw a sub, you know, about his speech. Come on, really? Um, Low hanging fruit. Exactly. Then he um, he took another shot saying that he unfollowed him on social media, you know, which really was made with the main reason like um, he unfollowed him was because you know the podcaster unfollowed Premier Voice Podcast you know mm -hmm. um, and honestly you know we don't need that negativity you know in our type of lives like I said before while they hate we elevate um, and apparently he said that we were mad because of the charts you know talking about that his show was doing better than Premier Voice Podcast and that the shows are bad you know but basically just being a trash individual and just, you know, basically being a trash individual and then just spending a whole episode critiquing our stuff, you know? Um, I'll say this, and then I want to let you out the floor on this one. Um, basically, the, the, the craziest thing about this whole situation is that we actually bigged him up. On a pod, on a on a, one of the Premier Boys episodes, he was one of the podcasters we named, along with Haiti, along with Wet Lounge, along with Jock Johnson, along with Weird or Weird Ones that are actually doing good podcasts. Hmm? I said, talk about him. Yeah, we were, we we brought that up. We brought him up in the space with other great podcasters doing their things. I've actually got on pod on Premier Boys saying that if there's anyone. I want to go back and forth with the ones and the twos on in terms of best podcasts in a certain in a certain genre. It would be, you know, that podcast. You know, they come on Sunday nights. You know what I'm saying? And I would want to, you know, be able to go back and forth and potentially maybe even have them on the pod. You know, um, right? But then seeing this now, I'm like, you know, it's a lesson. You know. It's a lesson, you know. And for me, like I said, this season at the time, at the last special, I'm not gonna beef because I spent. I feel like not only myself, but you know, my 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 cohorts, you know, and, and uh, my brothers in the in the podcasting industry, like we spent a lot of our second seasons beefing with a certain or another certain podcaster that you know. Oh, yeah, he does count as a podcaster. Yeah, you know, so. We, we spent that time and, like and, 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 and in that time we haven't really you know we haven't we, we lost focus on what we were trying to do and this year this time around we're not really trying to lose focus we're going to try to keep elevating but I have to really speak on it because of the fact that from what I what I'm hearing you know it seems like sour grapes seems like Sunday night sour grapes you know what I'm saying and it really is sour grapes because at the time, whenever we're putting out new episodes, we're typically number one for a, a long stretch of time. You know, we're, you know, we excel in our views. But I will say this, we excel in our views. We get more views when we shoot than him. We get more reactions than we do for him. We get more monetary gain than we do from him. Then we, we get more haircuts than he does. We get more, <laughs> we, we get more ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like come on, you know? I really try not to downplay Canada, but bro, you're in Canada. You know what I'm saying? You can't come down here and talk about podcasting when you're sour 
that's your number two. How about, and, I, and this is just for all podcasting, all podcasters around. Instead of trying to find ways to sit there and down other podcasters because you're not getting the views that you used to before we came on the scene, how about finding out, going back, finding out, going back to the drawing board and seeing what's really going on with your with your situation that you know that you can find a way to make it more more palatable to other audiences, you know, because right now. You're just coming off like a sore loser, you know? And last time I checked, we're adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come harder than that. You know what I'm saying? Last time I checked, a butterfly and a bumblebee never got up into it because of the lack of airspace. Right. You know what I'm saying? So That was was some knowledge you just dropped. They ain't hear you, though. I'll say it again. A butterfly and a bumblebee never get into it over the lack of airspace to fly in. Mm. All right. There's enough. There's enough money. There's enough views out here for everybody to prosper and be great and get and get seen. You know. But you're over here beefing with us because you're our favorite number two. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, I can't get. A, I, I I can't be mad about it. But you know, I could be like, you know what? That's your view. You know, I can respect it. I respect it. I don't have to agree because we already know where we are. But I right. can respect that view. All at the same time, understanding that you're the twos. But we, we the ones. We the ones, baby. You know, Alvin, you got any um, last thoughts before we, um, before we roll up out here regarding this? Well, this will be the last time I speak on it. But, you know, I got the promo mic out. I got the promo right now. We, I got to say something on this. Because I don't think anybody realizes how much I care for my bros. Um, like, I've literally gotten into fights over you guys. And it's not, I'm not saying that to hold it over you. It's like, that y'all are, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are like family to me. And honestly, um, if we would have took, we was there, we would have took them bros too. I know. You know? See, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't even doubt that. Right. My my main point is, listen to you. Ooh, all right, this goes out to Ken Owens. All right, this goes out to Ken Owens out <laughs> here. Uh, dude, I don't know who you think you are. I don't know where you think you come from. I need you to do us all a favor. I need you to go outside. Yeah, actually, go outside into the sun. Yeah, it's starting to become summer out there in Canada. I need you to go out into the sun. I need you to look down. I need you to reach down. I I don't know if you can reach down. You don't seem like you can stretch very well, so kneel down if you need to. And I need you to touch some grass, bro. (laughs) You, You spend 40 minutes whining about other people that you could have dedicated to a whole new topic you could have enlightened a, a group of people on something you could have attracted some new followers you could have attracted some people that wanted to hear something positive you could have attracted some people that wanted to hear something that you have a level of expertise in but no you spent 40 minutes whining and crying about somebody who unfriended you after you unfriended them 
Are we 16? Move up, my guy. Move up. We 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 done that. Listen, y'all know me. Once I get the mic in my hand, I can go crazy with it. I can get crazy. But we ain't going to get too crazy on y'all this time because my boys, they said they want positivity, peace, and chicken grease. So we about to be like the new day. We're going to we're gonna inspire. We're going to influence. And we're going to grow with the power of positivity. But you can. You done walked into Xavier Woods and it's... Oof. <laughs> Hit him with the backwards, bro. <laughs> well, let's just say it like this. Let's put it like this. You don't walk into Xavier Woods. And all, all you going to do is get your podcast in a position where ain't nothing to do left but turn the page. <laughs> This is another episode, Road to Season 3 special of King Talk with Aaron Sands. You can find me on, on Instagram, Aaron Sands Premier. Link is in the description. You already know where to find me. Taj Best Saturday Night Club, as I said it before, 48 West 21st Street. You know, between 5th and 6th Ave, say Premier at the door. We back at it yet again. You already know we got the bridge coming up. I'll let Alvin speak on that right about now. Also, we got Premier Boys Season 3 coming up, TBD. Once we get word on that, we'll definitely, you know, put that out. And then you guys be able to check on that. Alvin, your time. Let's get it. All right. We're going to talk about it till we talk about it. Here's the thing, right? First and foremost, without a shadow of a doubt, thank you so much, uh, Sands. King Talk Sands, my God, the master plan. Yeah, we can go back that far. We go back that far. I want to thank you so much for always uh, inviting me on the show, always giving me ample space to talk and, and flesh out ideas, um, always respecting, you know, the energy, always, always, always loving me enough to show me some love and, and have me on the show. You have no idea how much I appreciate that, how much I appreciate being on such a good, magnanimous, amazing show um, with consistency. So I appreciate you to death. We're going to talk about me, though, right? <laughs> Listen, guys, ladies and gentlemen out there, yes, you heard him right. The bridge is coming. We have the official release date for 6-15. Yes, 6-15. Yes, we're going right almost to the summer. We are June 15th. We are debuting the bridge. It's going to be me, the chief. They call me Mally Mal, the man. With my guys who make up the bridge, 21 Kyle, the Sauce King, and the Grand Shinobi himself, Mr. Hassani Noel. And we're gonna bring we're gonna be bringing you topics of everything. You like to hear about anime, you wanna listen to this. You like to hear about finances, you wanna listen to this. You wanna hear three young, intelligent brothers from different walks of life speaking on topics in different walks of life with a new perspective, but not a domineering perspective, but a real perspective from different angles. We got people from England, we got people from Pineda, we got different angles of energy coming at y'all. And all we wanna do, we wanna pick subjects and we wanna bridge that gap. We wanna bring, we wanna bring the old and the young back together. We wanna bring the man and the woman back together. It's all about bridging the gap, hence the name. So remember what I said, June 15th, we are debuting the, the, the bridge and we're coming right this summer i'm i'm back on my music my first love the 40th mc is coming to you live right now so you will get two projects from me this summer i need you to look out for the first one at the top of august right 
So understand this. We are working this season. The bridge not going to have no breaks, right? We got special events that's coming up at the end of August. We're, bring, we're trying to bring that robe call back, baby. Robe call volume two. So all my old school robe heads, if you went to robe the year that the, that the robe was in mixtape came out, I need you. We need you. We need you. We're going to do a big, we're going to do a big charity event for the kids, but we need, we need you first. So I will be jumping in your inboxes. I will be talking to you. Please be available. With that being said, follow me on everything. They call me Mally Mal on everything. You can even Google me, baby. I'm not going to insult your intelligence and tell you how to spell they call or me, but I will tell you how to spell my name. So Mally Mal is M-A-L-I-M-A-L. It's just like that. And with that, I'll swing it back to you, King Talk. You already know what it is. Um, you want to check out Aaron Sands Premier for all updates regarding future, not only guest spots, but also future um, Road to Season 3 King Talk specials. King Talk Season 3 season premiere is on September 23rd. That's 9-23. Um, yeah. Yeah. We getting shit. We, getting, we about to get shit jumping back again. But in the meantime, please enjoy these specials. I want to thank Long Lit, Long Lit Chief, the Tribal Chief, Miley Mal for jumping on and stopping by real quick. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, really um breaking down these topics. Look, at the end of the day, we all you know we all want to get to a higher, a better place in our lives, but we don't do that until we work on ourselves first. And then when you work on yourself first, work with other people to build that new build that new foundation so that way you can have a foundation to build for your family but before you even get to the family it starts with you first please stay hydrated and you already know if it's fridays then it's king talk we up out of here Hey, what up? It's your boy, Aaron Sands, and I know you're enjoying this episode of King Talk right now, but I want to dive in a little bit and talk about the Premier Boys podcast. You got me, Aaron Sands, Ken the Gentleman, the homie Roddy Rod, and long live the Chief Mally Mal, all in the building, talking about the hottest entertainment topics, the hottest news topics, and giving our own take on what's going on out here in these streets. It can get raunchy. It could get crazy. You might even be talking about somebody's mama. Who knows? But every Wednesday at midnight, check us out on Apple Good Pods. Don't forget to drop that five-star rating and all wherever else you hear your podcast. Now back to the show, man. What's up, world? This is the Chief Mally Mal, long live the Chief, and you're tuned into King Talk with Mr. Aaron Sands. Don't go nowhere, baby. <laughs>